have come to adore you, to worship and adore you. Lord, I pray for open hearts tonight, hearts that are, are ready to receive you as king, to receive you as our Savior. So Lord, would you move in us? Would you change us? Would you prepare our hearts, our minds? Would you settle us? Lord, we anticipate your breaking into our lives again tonight and doing something mighty. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So when you think about Christmas, kids, I need your help with this. When you think about Christmas, what is one of the things that you think of? Anything? Jesus. Oh, you get a gold star. Good. Anybody, way, way back there, yell it out. Giving and God, good. What else? Thank you. I was waiting to see how long it would take to get to the presents. Well, here's the deal. My family, we had to, um, we have adopted about 20 people this weekend. And my family came from Iowa for the first time in 10 years. And so my wife and I had, had to have this discussion what are we going to do for presents? Because it's kind of rude to open up, you know, your presents and want to have this moment. And then all these other people come in and they kind of ruin your moment. So we said, we're, we're doing it before they arrive. So last Saturday, Laura and I had, with our kids, our Christmas. And I'll tell you, Laura said, listen, you do not come downstairs until 8 o'clock. Do you understand Oh, okay. Eight o'clock. But I'll tell you, at eight o'clock, boom. They were ready. And so it's like, okay, we, we tried to put it off as long as possible. You know, we had the, the typical uh, monkey bread. You know what monkey bread is? You know, it's all caramely mess, and, which is a great thing, you know. And, and so we, we ate, and, but you could tell that the kids were anticipating something. They, they wanted to move on to presents, exactly. And so we started opening it up. You know, Dad got his typical boxers. He got socks. He got all these kind of things. Actually, I haven't returned anything this year. Impressed? Yeah, my wife is too. And um, so the kids started opening up their gifts. And Grace lifted up this one box and goes, what is this? And we said, well, it's for you and Isaac. The eyes were huge. What could it be? They started opening it. Piece by piece by piece. As soon as they saw that the package said we, piece by piece, they, the anticipation and the excitement grew more and more and more. It's like, we got a we? And of course, Dad, with the lack of his technology, had to figure out how to set the stupid thing up. <laughs> Dad, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're going, call somebody. I don't know how to do this. But so much of our Advent, the season of Advent, is not about gifts. It's not about presents. It's not about the raises. It's not about the what can we do, what can we spend. It's not about the family coming in. It's not about the food around the table. As much as you believe that to be true, that is not what the season of Advent is about. 
The season of Advent is a time of anticipating, of waiting and longing for something powerful, something amazing. And since we, as New Testament Christians, are on this side of the cross, we know what the rest of the world was longing for. And the answer was Jesus Christ. Tonight we are going to look at Luke chapter 2. And I know if you are from a peace, part of the Peace Community Church family, Pastor Paul, the more elderly and handsome, see how I saved you, has already done a sermon on Simeon. But the beauty of Scripture is that you can hear the same scripture and hear it preached differently. It's like a diamond. There's different facets and different things of beauty and power in it. So tonight we are going to look at Luke chapter 2. And we are going to start at verse 22. Hear the reading of God's word. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses... They brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what it is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what he had said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own souls, so that the thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. This is the word of the Lord. Let's try that again. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, if the season is about anticipation, the perfect person to be looking at is Simeon. Simeon had been waiting. He was a patient man, anticipating and looking forward to something powerful. He was longing and hungering for God's answer to humanity's greatest need. And what is humanity's greatest need? It's not more gifts underneath the tree. It's not more food in our bellies. It's not about fixing the national debt as big a problem that it is. Humanity's greatest need is the long-awaited Savior, Jesus Christ. The consolation of Israel, 
their long-awaited comfort. Simeon personified the paradox of being profoundly empty, but yet at the same time profoundly full. Matthew 5 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For what? They will be? They will be filled. He was hungering and thirsting and anticipating something amazing. And that was the Christ child. He longed for the righteousness and consolation that would come only through the Messiah. He came to God's house hungry. He came hungry and they received like none other. So tonight, we have got to be asking the question. This is the question I want to be answered. The question is this. How is a heart prepared to receive Christ for who he really is? How is your heart, my heart, to be prepared to receive Jesus Christ tonight, tomorrow, in the weeks to come, how do we receive, how are we prepared to receive the Christ? And here's the answer. The answer is here. It is God who prepares a person to receive Christ. By doing what? Stirring up a longing. I love it. Stirring up a longing for the consolation and redemption that can only come through Christ. Simeon knew Simeon knew all the promises. He was a devout Jew. Scripture says he was devout. He was a righteous man. So he knew the scriptures. Many parts, he had probably the good chunk of the Torah memorized. It was in his heart, his mind. It was his vocabulary. You pricked him anywhere, he would bleed scripture. So he knew God's promises that there would become one who would be coming someday to provide hope, to save Israel. He knew, even back in Genesis, that God promised that there would be one who would bruise the head of the snake, the one who brought the curse in the first place. He knew that. He also knew Isaiah 9, when it says that, For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called, do you know it? Wonderful, mighty God, everlasting, and the... He knew that there was one who was coming. He also knew that God is always faithful and true to all of his promises. Always true. He knew that there was going to be one coming. The words of the same prophet Isaiah echoed in his, in his head, in his heart, in his mind. When he heard, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her welfare, warfare has ended and her iniquity is pardoned. And she has received from the Lord's hand double. For her sins. There was one who is coming. The coming Messiah was bringing comfort, salvation, hope, redemption. It was a message of comfort. 
Why was this comfort? Well, as New Testament believers, we know that a Christian's comfort and hope rests fully in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Our hope is found in nothing else but Jesus Christ and His righteousness. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. So tonight we come anticipating His, celebrating His first coming, but anticipating His second one when all things are going to be made right. Tonight we can celebrate with the opening of gifts knowing that the greatest gift has come already. And that all things, you think tonight's going to be great? And tomorrow's going to be great? Wait. Wait until that last day. We're at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. That day is coming. John Calvin. I know some of you are going, who? Others you are going, about time. <laughs> John Calvin wrote about this kind of comfort. He said, it follows that every good thing that we could think or desire is to be found in the same Jesus Christ alone. For he was sold to buy us back, captive to deliver us, condemned to absolve us. He was made a curse for our blessing, sin offering for our righteousness, marred that we would be made fair. He died for our life. So that by him, fury is made gentle, wrath appeased, darkness turned into light, fear reassured, despisal despised, debt canceled, labor lightened, sadness made merry, misfortune made fortunate, difficulty eased, disorder ordered, division united, ignominy ennobled, rebellion subjected, intimidation intimidated, ambush uncovered, assaults assailed, force forced back, combat, combated, war, warred against, vengeance, avenged, tormented, torment, torment, tormented, damnation, damned, the abyss sunk into the abyss, hell transfixed, transfixed, death dead, immortality made immortal. Jesus Christ came not for our presence under the tree, Jesus Christ came not tonight in this place. He did not come tonight so we could sing Christmas carols. He did not come so that your family could come and have a, a, an amazing pot roast, Dutch people. He came to give you life. If we could only just anticipate that more and just say, oh, come Lord Jesus, come. Like John in Revelation says at the very end, come Lord Jesus, come. I'm anticipating more. I want you more today than I wanted you yesterday. Come Lord Jesus, come. Come Lord Jesus, come. He comes for our benefit. And Simeon, Scripture tells us that Simeon was reassured throughout by Scripture, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not die before he saw the Lord's Christ. That is good news. He wouldn't die until he saw salvation come. How long had he been waiting? Days? 
that God just said, man, Simeon can only handle a day because he is going to be bursting. Was it weeks? Was it months? Was it years? We don't know. But could you imagine his settled assurance and joyful anticipation as he daily came to the temple? Could you imagine the questions as he's, he's praying and reciting scripture in his head and, and as couples are coming with sacrifices for their children, is he going, is this the one? They look like a nice couple. Oh, that is a cute baby. Lord, is that the one? What about this one? What about this one? Anticipating, waiting. God, is, is this the child? Are these the, is this the couple of, that brought this one in? Is this one? And then one grand day, one grand day, he came in the spirit into the temple. And when his parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom, what did Simeon do? His heart was stirred. That's the one. I have been waiting for this child. The salvation, the hope is all wrapped up in this child. And what did he do? Grabbed that child. Held him tightly in his arms. And I can imagine there was a mixture of tears pouring down his face and just a smile from side to side. As he is holding the consolation, the comfort of Israel in his hands. With trembling hands, Simeon lifted this fat, I'm extra biblical, this fat, dimpled baby from the startled virgin. And for a moment, the world for him ceased to turn. The man of God was, as the early church called him, Theodoches, the God receiver. And then he gave a message a song. He said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, I can now depart in peace. I can go. With the baby in his arms, secure in God's presence, Simeon experienced a profound peace of his soul. And I'm going to tell you, no matter where you are in the continuum of your life, if you are safe and secure in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you know beyond a shadow of the doubt, you too can say, Lord, today's the day I can now go. I can leave. Because I am secure in the salvation found in Jesus Christ. Lord, here I am. If tonight's the night, Lord, I'm ready. For I know your salvation found in Jesus Christ. I am ready. You want to talk about a Christmas message? This is a Christmas message. Jesus Christ came not for gifts, not for family, not for food, not for holiday cheer. He came for your 
salvation. And that alone. That is what Christmas is about. And he was ready to go. And the powerful thing is, Simeon's reason was crystal clear. He said, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He did not say, man, I've seen part of it. Where's the rest? Is this it? He said, I have seen your salvation. It is definite. It is secure. It is found in this baby. That means that Christ is totally sufficient for all things. Totally sufficient. And true peace comes only when we, like Simeon, when we understand that salvation in Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ plus nothing. And then we rest our souls in him and him alone. And the beautiful thing for us is that the salvation of which Simeon sang is, a, is universal in its offer. He said that you have prepared in the presence of all people a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. This is especially significant because it was about Gentiles, the majority of the world's population. We were sung about in Simeon's song. Jesus is our light in this dark world. He is our salvation, and he is at the same time the glory of Israel. Christ, a light to the Gentiles, is the full realization of Israel's glory. Simeon surely held that baby tight. It would have been impossible for him to do anything otherwise in his ecstasy. He looked at the Christ and looked and looked again. And his heart just overflowed with tremendous joy at the coming of the Redeemer and the fulfillment of all God's promises. And it soared in a song. So how, how, is, how are we prepared to receive Christ. It's when God stirs in our heart. When God stirs in your heart and says, this is true. There's hope in that message. And that message is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. When God stirs in your heart, it demands a response. It demands a response. And Simeon, his response was, I've got a song to sing, and Lord, you can take me now because I am secure. I have seen your salvation. Tonight, what is your response? Is your response like, when is he going to be done because I've got something cooking tonight? Or is your response, Lord, you are moving in my heart and I need to respond. I need to respond to this message of hope by putting all my trust, all my faith in you and you alone. 
The beautiful thing is that God owns and controls all things this evening. It is no mistake that you are here at a 5 o'clock church service in Frankfurt, Illinois. It is no mistake that you are here. For God is in control of all things. And there is nothing that he could do, give you for Christmas that would suit your needs and your longings better than Jesus Christ. The consolation of Israel and the hope of Jerusalem. There's nothing better than he can give you than the restoration of your past losses. The liberation from your future enemies and problems. Nothing better than the forgiveness and freedom and pardon and power and healing the past and sealing the future. If there is a longing in your heart tonight for something that the world has not been able to satisfy, could it be God's Christmas gift preparing you to see Christ as the consolation, the hope, the redemption? Could it be that He is preparing you to receive Him for who He really is? With a crowd this large, There's a good chance that the Holy Spirit is stirring in your, your heart and you don't know how to even describe it. And he's calling you to respond to the greatest gift ever. How tonight will you respond? Let us pray. God, I thank you for Simeon. I thank you for an old man who has been waiting, hoping, and yearning for something powerful, for something beautiful. Lord, I pray that tonight that we respond to your greatest gift, Jesus Christ, our hope, our healing, our restoration, our salvation. Lord, we know that Scripture says that the gospel is not only the thing that saves us, but the thing that in which we stand and the thing that is, that is saving us. So Lord, I pray for all of us tonight that we may understand the good news of Jesus Christ that he is good news. So Lord, as, as we continue in our worship and our praise, our ador adoration to you, would you move in us? Direct our hearts and our minds to worship you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.